When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Who would have guessed just a few months ago that Eric Ten Hag would soon be hailed as the saviour of Manchester United. The Red Devils picked up the EFL Cup yesterday and are currently sitting third on the Premiership table to boot. It's not all red roses for the rest of the competition, though, as Chelsea continue to struggle in spite of their heavy spending in January to talk about the good, the bad and the ugly in English football as broadcaster Robert Sills. Rob, a big good morning to you. I know it's probably evening over there in the UK. How you doing, mate? Good morning. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. I'm all good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. There's plenty going on in the EFL, in the EPL with football over in the UK well, Chelsea, they're in a dire need of something. Money can't even buy them all in at the moment. But let's talk some positive because I'm a Manchester United fan. Eric Ten Hag, indeed, the saviour Manchester United fans have been waiting for. What do you, what do you put the sudden turnaround to? Oh, well, he's been absolutely fantastic since he's come in. I think before he, before he came in, United did look like a very, very much a struggling team. Um, and I think bringing him in from Ajax has been a, a really, really good appointment from them. He's instilled confidence. He's got them playing a very attractive brand of football. Uh, Marcus Rashford firing on all cylinders at the moment. Looks like almost one of the best players. I think you could call him one of the best players in the world at the moment based on uh, current form. Um, and the, the players that he's brought in with him, Lissandro Martinez, he brought Casemiro in from Real Madrid, who, again, both of them have been absolutely phenomenal for, for United in the last few weeks. Um, Casemiro, mind, is 30 years old. A lot of people sort of laughed at him when, when he signed, considering the transfer fee. But, cool, what a signing he's been. Um, United are like a completely different team under Ten Hag. And, um, again, winning the Carabao Cup and looking ahead, they'll be very excited to see how the rest of the season plays out. Marcus Rashford, like the sudden turn in his form, he has been carrying that Manchester United team on his back, scoring goals like you've alluded to, you kind of pinpoint it to something. And a lot of focus has been on Cristiano Ronaldo's departure, which has allowed Manchester United in the, in the environment to, to flourish. Is, is that the case for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think when you've got somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo in that team, everyone looks up to him. Everyone sort of is almost scared to tread on toes. They don't want to upset him. Um, he, of course, always wants to be the main man. He wants to be the headline writer. Um, so in that sense, him him disappearing sort of unlocks a few United players, takes the shackles off a little bit. And I think you've certainly seen that in, in certain players. And Marcus Rashford is, of course, the the notable name that you'd put that down to. His his confidence, his ability is all shining through now. And he does it like an absolute world beater. Um, the same can be said for people like Bruno Fernandes. 
um, and the other wide players as well. Garnacho coming through, almost took the space of Ronaldo um, on that left-hand side or in the attacking line. Um, and United just looked like a so much freer going forward. They looked like such a more dangerous attacking team and uh, are reaping the rewards. Hey, Rob, I saw Tenag doing the uh, salsa on the sidelines with a couple of players. Do you think he, he targeted yeah. targeted the Carabao Cup um, so that he could get some trophies in the cabinet? Oh, absolutely. I think any trophy for any trophy for any club is important um, for, for Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag. Um, the League Cup's a perfect place to start. It was the first trophy that he had available to him to win. Um, so to come in and win that is only going to do him only going to do in positives it's only going to continue to help him work wonders and the confidence in that squad that now they've got one trophy under their belt the, the confidence that will give them um is huge especially in the same week as they knocked barcelona out of the europa league um but sort of looking forward i think in europe's top five leagues united might only be or be the only team left that can win a quadruple um with the premier league the fa cup and europa league all still going um so to pick up a trophy early on in the season when they're still chasing a Premier League title as well, it's it's huge. Yeah, well, when you look to, to next season, you've seen what Man- uh, Chelsea have done in the off-season. They've spent up large. Is there someone in mind that, that Manchester and Eric Ten Hag will be targeting? More players that can bring a really winning culture into into the team like Casemiro has? Oh, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting question, to be fair. I think um, one thing that United fans will certainly say they need is a, is a centre-forward. Um, they've got a lot of players that can play a number 10 role in behind the striker. They've got plenty of wingers, Rashford, Anthony, um, Garnacho, like I mentioned earlier. So I think uh, a leading number nine to sort of fill the role that Ronaldo left. They brought in Walt Weghorst on loan again, which you look at as sort of a bit of a desperate signing just because nobody else would come. No one, they couldn't really bring anyone else in. Um, but one player that does spring to mind that I think would be a perfect fit um, at Manchester United's Victor Victor Ozimen of Napoli is in absolute tremendous form for them. They're running away with the Italian league at the moment, um, and he's a he's again. He, I think he'd fit the United system perfectly. He's big, he's strong, he can hold the ball up, but then he's also got that pace, that ability and the, the 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 clinicality in front of goal is or has been phenomenal this season for Napoli. And I think uh, if United chucked a good 60, 70 million, maybe even more at, at Napoli. He would be a, a fantastic signing. Hey, Rob, let's move around the grounds. Let's go to Chelsea. They've only won two of their last 15 in all competitions. How long do you think Graham mm. Potter gets to turn the side around? Again, that's a, it's a really interesting one. It's an interesting scenario to, to keep an eye on. Bright, uh, Chelsea, I should say. So Brighton, he was obviously there before and he worked wonders at the Amex. But uh, since his move to Chelsea, it hasn't really gone to plan for him yet. Spending so much money on so many players, if you like. Um, and it's, it almost feels like at the moment Chelsea's a big team of individuals with not much gel and not much um, sort of teamwork going on on the pitch. Um, and obviously the results haven't been coming in for him. They've been losing uh, the majority this season. Actually, they're winless in five, of course. They've only won eight games this season. Um, and Potter is, un- is no doubt under a bit of pressure now. But I think it's, it's an interesting one because the, the Brighton job, it took him time to settle. It took him time to sort of get his system in place. Um, but once it was in place, Brian were flying. So I think with Chelsea, their board seem very open to that idea. They seem open to giving him time um, to sort of try and continue to work uh, the gradual process and sort of integrate the, his style onto those players. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting to see how, lo- how much longer he will have left if they, if they can't keep getting any points or keep, can't keep winning, if you like. 
Yeah, I don't see it going on for any longer, knowing how ruthless they are there in the football mm, Premier well, League. Football's a winning business, sure, isn't yeah. it? It's a winning business. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a business game, and he's when you're not winning, you, you, it, the business is suffering. And I know Chelsea fans are suffering as well. But we're going to talk to talk about Newcastle. Do you think their owners will be satisfied with their team simply making the Carabao Cup final? Obviously, a big investment they made a few years back. Are they happy? Uh, I think I think they have they have no means to be unhappy. Um, I think Newcastle mm. last season, obviously, they've sort of when they've been in the Premier League, they've sort of been sort of the mid-table, lower mid-table, flirting with relegation even at times. Um, so for the for the Newcastle fans, I'm sure they'll be very excited. They'll see that as only the start of what could be a brilliant era for them. The the Saudi owners have come in. Everybody knows how rich they are. Um, and with the team that they've started putting together already, the, the work that Eddie Howe is doing with that squad and behind the scenes, I think it's a very, very exciting time to be a Newcastle United fan at the moment. And let's talk title race, Rob. You've got Arsenal, you've got Man City, you've got Man United. And I'm picking... Maybe the red get up over the blue and the and the Arsenal. What do you reckon? Uh, again, it's going to be a fascinating end to the season. Arsenal are, are, are flying. They they do look like a very good team. They the season they've been having under Arteta has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard scoring twenty seven goals between them so far. Um, they're they're absolutely cruising. But then you, it is always hard to look past teams like Manchester City, especially with. 27 goal Erling Haaland in their attack um, they're almost certainly going to be their closest challengers um, towards the end of the season but like you say if United keep scoring and keep winning then there's absolutely no reason why they can't pounce on any on any slack from the the two teams above them so I think we are in for a very intriguing end to the season but I'm all for it because it's it's always more exciting when a team doesn't run away with it and you've always got a couple of teams that are sniffing about that could sort of pop in and move up a few places at any given moment. So I think we're in for an absolutely thrilling end to the season. Just quickly, I'm going to circle back before we let you go to Manchester United. There's been signs, I'm, I'm unsure you can confirm this, if they have sold the club to Qatari investors? Uh, that is something I'm not aware has been confirmed just yet. I know they've obviously been linked um, to that. Um, it's, a, it's a story that's interesting. They... I think they received a bid from the Qatari investors. Sir Jim Ratcliffe was also interested. Um, the deadline passed not too long ago, but it's it's certainly a situation to keep an eye on. And it, again, if it happens, then United can be very excited with, or potentially very excited with, how high their club can can get back to them if they can become another or return to being a European heavyweight. Yeah, that, that's the question there. I just just want to ask you, like. Is it a good thing that a lot of these investors are coming from Saudi, Qatar? Do you see it as a positive for the league? Or or do you see... How do you see this shaping up for the future? Um, Again, it's it's very interesting. I think for the Premier League, it's a a good thing. I think the the attraction, the money, the players are going to come over. Um, So in terms of the fans' quality, they'll get to see the best players at all times in, in in most teams. Um, but in terms of actual the competition itself, um, it does sort of cast a bit of shadow for the teams lower down. You look at um, teams like Southampton, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, not the two sort of financially heavy clubs, um, whether the sort of competition would be lost if you're going to almost turn into what the French League has, where you've always got a couple of teams that are right up at the top. 
um, come the end of the season. But I think in terms of the Premier League as a brand, it's certainly a good thing to have the interest from from people like that that are coming in to invest in football clubs. Um, and also for, for other leagues around Europe, they'll be looking at it thinking, well, they could be left behind here um, with with sort of financial firepower, if you like. So it's um, for the Premier League, it's I think it's a good thing. But for the rest of Europe and potentially the competition side, it's it does have its worries. Yeah, beautiful, Rob. We appreciate your time on the show, talking football up there in the north, and we appreciate all the insights. Uh, thanks so much, mate. You're a freelance English uh, football writer and commentator for the Premier League, and, and we appreciate it coming on, Izzy and Kempi. Thanks so much, mate. No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me on. appreciate it.